The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Peter came and said to Jesus, Lord, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, Not seven times, but I tell you, seventy-seven times. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. When he began the reckoning, one who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. And as he could not pay, his Lord ordered him to be sold, together with his wife and children and all his possessions, and payment to be made. So the slave fell on his knees before him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the Lord of that slave released him and forgave him the debt. But that same slave, as he went out, came upon one of his fellow slaves who owed him a hundred denarii. And seizing him by the throat, he said, Pay what you owe. Then his fellow slave fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. But he refused. Then he went and threw him into prison until he would pay the debt. When his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their Lord all that had taken place. Then his Lord summoned him and said to him, You wicked slave, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not have had mercy on your fellow slave as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his Lord handed him over to be tortured until he would pay his entire debt. So my heavenly Father will also do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother or sister from your heart. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Let us pray. Gracious God, we ask that you would call us into your work of forgiveness that comes so easily for you and so hard for us. We ask that you would walk with us, that you would continue to heal, and that you would continue to warm our hearts. Amen. So, we've been thinking about this day for a long time. In fact, you might say we've been thinking about it for 10 years, perhaps. And now that all of our thoughts and emotions are defined, discerned, and wrapped up into a neat package, we can reflect back over 10 years, right? Or is it that jumbled mess of stuff that gets shoved aside and hauled out at various times to throw at other people, perhaps? And yet we still don't know what to think or how to feel. There are a lot of things that come to my mind as we look at the texts that are assigned to for today in particular. And for those of you who are not familiar, by assigned for today, I don't mean that we were sitting in the office in the spring and thought, yes, a text on forgiveness would be perfect. But that rather generations ago, this text was assigned for this Sunday that we might discuss forgiveness. It's curious that this set of readings would come up 
that it would be a Sunday such that we would be gathered at worship and it would be the 10th anniversary of September 11th. All of these things coming together at one place in one time. I think that as I think about all of these pieces coming together, I think of the things that are hard and the things that are easy. I think about that both in my life and in relation to these specific things. I think back to my first call. We were doing a construction project and we were all at work in it using mission builders. So there were volunteers that had come from around the country and we as parishioners were active in this process. I remember it distinctly because it was the most recent time that I got a tetanus shot. (laughs) We had decided as a part of the renovation that the old offices needed to go. They were kind of in a corner of the narthex. And some of you know how fun it is to tear stuff apart. We went with big hammers and mallets, and we just started swinging away. Some of our Wednesday work crew perhaps can associate with that. It wasn't too many years ago that we removed the offices out of the back of the youth room, and I distinctly remember Al Larson running around trying to preserve a hammer from going through the wall towards another guy working on the other side. But it's easy, and it's fast, right? It's fast to tear stuff apart. It's not quite so fast to build or to create, of course, unless you're God. But oftentimes when we think of those projects, it's a day or two that is followed by months of other work that has been done. We think back 10 years ago and think of what such a short window of time in many ways And yet the images that we have of New York today are still of construction, although it seems like great work has been done in just recent months and years. But still that sense that to build and create is is hard. It's easier and and more fun in some ways to, to break stuff and to tear it apart. But I don't know that God always calls us to do the easy things. I think we're often called to do those things that are hard. The other piece of the tetanus shot that I thought was kind of interesting, it involved my foot, a nail, a two-by-four. It's interesting how sometimes the destruction harms us in the doing. There is a hurt to us. In that case, it was physical, which happens. But when we think of the violence that is done in the world against others, regardless of the motivation, we also see the wounding of the soul and the heart of those perpetrating those acts. It is not without cost all the way around. Now, another piece of this equation, I think, is this language that we have of forgiveness, and we automatically start kind of putting on our accounting visor and start separating out. Well, you know, the text says that we're supposed to forgive people, but we're given a number. And you'll notice it's 70 or 77 now. It used to be a much bigger number. 
like 490 or something. Now it's really small. We can kind of get through that and kind of keep track. We don't have enough fingers for it, but certainly with a small piece of paper, we could determine when we reach the end of needing to forgive someone. Or we might look at the text and say, well, this is for our Christian brothers and sisters. Not for people outside of our faith. For them, surely the number is very small then. But I don't think that's what the text says. As Vicar Iver mentioned in the sermon last week, it seems like Christ calls us to even greater lengths to those outside our family. To even greater lengths. But how easy is forgiveness? It's not easy. When I was in middle school and high school, it seemed like there was a rash of incidents at various schools around the country. Deaths, shootings. Every once in a while, it wasn't unusual for a reporter to find some student that day of the incident who was claiming loud and clear that they had forgiven those who had done those atrocities that same day. Wow, that seems hard to do. We don't like doing that sort of thing. In fact, it makes me hard-pressed to understand how authentic, perhaps, because of the difficulty of it. The other Old Testament reading for today talks about Joseph's brothers returning to him for forgiveness, echoing the Gospel text, after their father had died and they didn't have his protection anymore. And maybe we should reach out to our brother so that he might forgive us in case he's going to get angry. And let's say our dad said really nice things about us to him. And let's... (laughs) The story got farther and farther along. The motivations that we have to forgive because sometimes it's to our own benefit as opposed to what God is calling us to be about. Forgiveness that is not always to our benefit or easy. I do not personally come out of the part of the Christian tradition that is all 100% about passivism. But at the same time, I think when we look at the world... It's a complicated place. I don't know that we would look today and say that it's any simpler, safer, or clearer today than it was 10 years ago. And what are we called to be about as Christians in a world that is complicated, where there are people who are angry, where there are small groups of people who might look towards God and understand that they are called to be violent towards others? whether those are people involved 10 years ago or just in recent months in Norway or other places. It's hard work. I think when we look at what is hard and what is easy, one of the easy things to do is to break things, to hurt, to bring pain. We're good at that as a country. 
not indiscriminately, we hope, not in ways that aren't justified, but we are good at it. But I think at times we are called to do the hard stuff, the stuff that is about building, the stuff that is about creation, the stuff that is about reaching out to those who need a hand. And that's happening. But do you notice how uninteresting that is to our news? The other part is much more fun to watch, right? I think as we gather on this day and we think about how easy it is to hurt in some ways, how hard it is to forgive, how easy it is to bring pain and war and conflict, and how hard it is to wage peace. We're reminded about another part of our story. In some ways, one that is nearer to us than others. We gather on this day in Palo Alto, California. For some of us, the events of 10 years ago were very close because of family or friends or our own personal experience. But for other of us, we're a continent away from what happened, not knowing anyone personally involved. But as we gather in this space that is focusing us towards the front of worship on a cross and death and pain, we are mindful of a God who has set a different path for us. A path that brings pain and suffering, consolation, hope, peace, Certainly not an easy walk, but one that calls us to a future in Christ that brings hope. I guess the last thoughts I would leave with you today are that now that we've tied this all up neatly for you, <laughs> to recognize that in this world, our walk is one step at a time. Not easy, not always clear but following a God who loved others and forgave even to God's own cost. Amen.